1: Hello and welcome to our second mini-episode of Real Life Ghost Stories.
0: How you all doing?
1: I hope you enjoyed the mini-episode format last week. We got good feedback, so I'm going to keep going. Nice. Are you ready for some listener stories today? A mini A mini I feel like I'm directly stealing that from My Favourite Murder if you I are. say mini-sode, so I mean, I'm not yeah. going to do that.
0: That's probably not what I heard today. Anyway.
1: Are you ready for some listener stories today?
0: Well, these are the ones that always freak me out, so no... I'm not ready, but you're going to tell me anyway, so let's do this.
1: I sure am. Hmm. Story number one comes from Tia. My friend Kay wanted to go visit her grandmother's grave. No big deal. It was a nice Indiana afternoon, so I said, let's walk. It's not that far away. So we headed that way. And while we were walking, we kept hearing our names. So I told her, let's just hurry up and don't stop anywhere but her grave. Whatever is going on, it didn't feel right. We get to her grave and we sit for a while and I realise it's getting late. I tell Kay that we need to go now and I'm still having that weird feeling. Plus, graveyards are not a place to be when it's dark. We start off back to her house. There is a monument type gravestone for a gentleman on our way out. It's an older one so it's cracking and a little broken. She decided, after I told her not to, to stop and see if she could see anything in the crack I told her not to but she didn't listen and that's when all hell broke loose the wind started to pick up and I said just run so she started running Kay was a cross country runner so she takes off and me well I'm a short fat kid as I lovingly call myself and I take off running after her she turns around and she's screaming Tia Tia where are you come on We are hearing footsteps behind us, but there is nothing, or no one, behind us. I told her not to stop until I said so. So we get out of the cemetery and I slow down. I said I don't hear them anymore, I think we're okay. We start walking back to her place, and I can't help but look behind us, because I still don't feel right. We get back to her house, and she thinks it would be a great idea to watch The Exorcism of Emily Rose. (laughs) This is not okay after what just happened. She doesn't listen, obviously. She's a two year old daughter, and her daughter is obsessed with everything Elmo and Dora the Explorer. But the toys start going off randomly during the movie. She had a Tickle Me Elmo chair that laughed and shook when you sat in it, and it randomly started shaking and laughing by itself. I pick it up and put it in the closet. <coughs> She has a door kitchen that talks to you and lights up, but you have to crawl under a little arch for it to start up. And that thing starts going off. But I can't put that in the closet, so I take an extra blanket and throw it over the top of it. Then there's a baby Elmo that has a motion sensor. It goes through a set of instructions. It starts off by saying, Elmo want up up please. You pick it up and it says thank you. Elmo want down, down, please. You put it down. It says, thank you. And if you just leave it there, it says, Elmo, go bye-bye now. And it goes off until you press its belly. It was laying on top of a toy box, not a single thing touching it. And Elmo pipes up and says, Elmo want up, up, please. And I was like, fuck no. (laughs) A few seconds later, he says, thank you. All the while, this thing is still just laying there on top of the toy box. It goes all the way through this routine and as soon as it's done I pick that bitch up and throw it in the closet. All of those toys were brand new so I know the batteries weren't bad. This was the only time it messed with the toys but it didn't leave. The little girl would play hide and seek with Papa G and we have no idea who it was. She played with him until they moved a few years later and then she stopped playing with Papa G what are your thoughts
0: kids and toys man oh it's a creepy combination <laughs> now first of all
1: i'm going to say like if you are in a graveyard don't be looking through any cracks no because you're going to see something you don't want to see
0: yeah just don't, yeah
1: just don't do it just don't do it yourself
0: yeah when someone says run run <laughs> you run as fast as you can
1: <laughs> run and don't look
0: back yeah i'm not oh i'm not down with toys going off like that many as well like you could have like they do go off when the batteries go down everybody knows yeah. that but for them all to unless like the spook was draining the power of the batteries I would be oh, burning more. the house
1: to the ground I'd be like do you know what I don't care I'm fucking burning everything to the ground and also I have to,
0: hide and sleep with some creepy dead guy. You go.
1: I have to say if um, if there was a if there was a time right to run away from a graveyard or otherwise I think I I, I would be the one left behind really oh, for, yeah, running. for running yeah oh, so
0: that's that that's the one way i survive then is if, if, yeah. is if we have to run every yeah. other time i'm losing out
1: yeah so i'm like um what's that film with the zombies rule number one uh, yeah. yeah you know that, that yeah. film that i'm thinking In of zombie land right. yeah and rule number one is cardio and um i've broken rule number one so <laughs> and the problem is the pro- the reality is is that you know if i did have to run i probably just wouldn't
0: yeah too
1: lazy I'm too lazy and, if you, and just, I, if
0: you did you'd start and then you'd be like I can't be bothered anymore. yeah I would I'd be like,
1: <laughs> oh, I'd rather just die than have to keep this up for any length of time so I have to say to you in your story I'm impressed with your Capability. your su- survivor capabilities you've got more than I do
0: yeah but I wouldn't be having that with all the toys going off no and I also don't agree with kids playing hide and seek with ghosts but just as a fundamental
1: rule you just yeah, don't well, agree with it you don't think really it's right it's
0: like how do you find a ghost how do you find something? in this fucking yeah. game Maybe they're really competitive. That's the kind of thing you'd do if you were dead, wouldn't
1: it? What, play hide and seek with (laughs) people? Yeah. And be like, haha, in my head, I know you're never going to win this. Yep.
0: (laughs) And you just bask in your glory.
1: I'd be like, oh yeah. Are you ready for another story?
0: Yeah.
1: Number two comes from Jennifer.
0: No creepy kids, please.
1: Let me preface this by saying that this is not my story. It is my sister in law's friend. And for the sake of her privacy, we will call her Brit. So, Britt decided to take on the Appalachian Trail. Is it Appalachian? Mm-hmm. People keep laughing yeah, at me yeah, for saying right. Appalachian.
0: It's Appalachian, yeah. It
1: is Appalachian. Yeah,
0: that's how they told us to say it.
1: So, Britt decided to take on the Appalachian Trail on her own. Mind you, she's a young woman hiking and camping alone on this trip. Props for being an independent woman, but that shit is bonkers. I'm not sure how far or how long she hiked the trail for, but it was long enough to have camped in a tent for several nights. Being that this was back before smartphones were popular she brought along a disposable camera to take pictures along the way back. After she had travelled the trail as far as she wanted she called it good and made her way back home. Soon after being home Britt took her disposable camera in to get it developed and after she received the call telling them the pictures were done she went and picked them up and looked through them. To her horror. She found pictures of herself sleeping in the tent Oh no way While she was out on the Appalachian Trail Someone came into her tent several different times While she was sleeping and took pictures of her With her own camera Luckily, whoever this psycho was He, she or it Didn't attack her It still gives me goosebumps every time I think about this story yeah. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Stop there for a second Because I've heard this story This is, a, very, this is a, a story I've heard a number of times on different reddit threads so it may be it may be that a we found the originator of this story in which case fuck that shit because i always thought it was just an urban legend or it may be that b your sister-in-law's friend passed it off as a story of their own but either way regardless of the origins of the story and whether or not it is true false or an urban legend i fucking hate this story yeah. I hate it's everything so simple, about it. It's so simple as well. Those ones are the best. are the ones that are yeah. really simple because it's like, there's no big detail. There's no kind of elaborateness to it. It's just, can you imagine? I would, I would die. I would die.
0: It would probably be me taking photos of you, wouldn't
1: it? Why would you be taking photos of me when I was sleeping while off? I was, <laughs> while I was hiking on my own in the oh, Appalachian trails? Oh, maybe you were alone.
0: Maybe I was following you. Please don't do that. No, I won't do that did no. you
1: take the pictures of this woman because that's not okay
0: is it not <laughs> <laughs> crap uh,
1: this is when i find a stack of pictures of random people in tents underneath the bed and i'll be like people oh god really peaceful when they're sleeping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i hate that story uh, yes yeah, so do i because it's that invasion of prison privacy and it's the unknown yeah. invasion as well it's not like because i think I think in some ways that's more terrifying than waking up and finding someone in your room.
1: Yeah, I think it's worse to know that somebody has been there and you never knew. And you didn't get that. Oh, I felt like somebody was watching me or anything. You just were milling about about your daily life. Sometimes I think that about stalkers, right? You could have a stalker and not even know you have a stalker. How freaky is that? Yeah, it's really scary. Like you could have a stalker right now. Bim. Behemoth does not count as a stalker, oh. even though she actually is a stalker, which doesn't count as one because we can see her. We know she's there. But, like, any of us could have a stalker right now and that is really freaky. Yeah, thanks for picking that up. Just going to put us sweet dreams, everybody. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too.
0: Uh, yeah I'm, I'm a bit fragile but we'll
1: go for it Story number three comes from James and James's handle is at your buddy spooky just so you know Ooh. A few things to understand first I'm the eldest of ten kids and my mother is the eldest of sixteen kids This takes place in my grandmother's house in Newark about twenty years ago The city of Newark having been settled since the mid-1600s is a mix of newer homes and much older homes Most Americans are familiar with the Newark riots which tore apart the city in the late 1960s and were contained to the downtown area. The older homes are almost all in the area just north of the downtown area known as the North Ward and contained in the North Ward is the Forest Hills neighbourhood. Whereas most of the North Ward had its homes either outright demolished or converted into multiple family homes, The Forest Hills neighbourhood is almost entirely the same now as it was in the middle of the 19th century. The homes that stand here have stood and seen generations of Newarkers come and go. Any one of them has more history in it than most homes have seen in ten lifetimes. Among these, toward the northern end of the neighbourhood, is the Tiffany Mansion, which was to have been a gift from Louis Tiffany, cousin to the head of Tiffany & Company, to his bride, and is covered in priceless Tiffany glasswork from top to bottom. My grandparents purchased this just before they had their youngest child in 1980, two years before I was born. The three stories end in a flat roof, unique for the area, and cathedral ceilings on all levels save the basement, where the ceilings are only eight feet high. The first two floors were largely open, and had rooms which connected to one another but the third floor had been walled off as servants' quarters and in the intervening years used as apartments. It was one of the first homes in the neighbourhood wired for electricity and gas. The sun struggled to find its way into many parts of the house. Sound too travelled slowly and even yelling at the top of one's lungs, one would struggle to make their presence known to folks in adjoining rooms. As our family grew, my mother and her siblings started moving back to the neighbourhood. And by 1999, my immediate family lived about one block away with three aunts and their families living in their own homes within two blocks distance from my grandparents' home. In the week between Christmas and New Year's, my mother had caused to send me over to my grandparents' house to pick up some random item. The home was always open and someone was always home to receive guests or to hang out or talk. Since she sold it in 2005, all of us have at one point or another made it one of our win-the-lottery wishes to buy back the house and live in it again. Even when it was just my grandparents and their two youngest children living there, the home felt warm and open and lived in, except for that night. As I walked up to the house, the lights were all on in the areas one would expect them to be on, and at least one TV was on as well. Walking into the back door meant stepping into a small hallway. Going straight would mean going down to the basement, making a left would mean going into the kitchen. It was possible at one point to turn right and head into the main portion of the house, but this corner hallway was closed off in favour of a small half-bathroom. I stepped into the kitchen and saw that the TV was off, and no one was in the several rooms of the kitchen. I started moving around the first floor and found that while the lights were on, for once no one appeared to be home. What kept me from turning around and heading home was a pitter-patter that I kept hearing from room to room. The sound came from the ceiling, so I assumed someone was upstairs and the thick wood was absorbing the bulk of the sound. I should mention here that they had two cats, but both were on the first floor. One had wandered around me and another had poked his head up at me when I came wandering into the living room. I called out and looked around the first floor a few times, but finding no one, I decided to check the basement as it was a full, finished basement and people tended to hang out down there from time to time, listening to music, playing on the computer, reading and so on. So I proceeded upstairs and headed to the second floor and started looking through each room for the sound. These bedrooms had been apartments, and they were massive enough that poking one's head in would not be enough to check. You'd have to step into the room and look around. The pitter-patter from before was now coming from the third floor louder than it had been when I'd heard it before and the door to that level was closed having effectively cleared the entire house save the third floor I figured there was an off chance that someone might be upstairs at least one of my aunts lived up there throughout the 25 years my grandparents owned the home and while some family events called for gathering elsewhere not everyone wanted to tag along or was able to due to work schedules so it stood to reason someone was probably up there the whole light for that level was out, which meant that if someone was up there they were probably staying put in one room and had not bothered to turn the whole light on when they had gone up during daylight hours. I started moving up to the door and reached out for the wooden handle and was about to give it a slight turn, ready to open the door a crack. The solid black finished wooden door and door handle had never seemed imposing at all, not before and not since but it was almost begging to be left alone. In the same instant that my mind forced my fearful hand to grab the handle, a hefty, tumultuous stomping started racing across the upper floor towards the stairway. The stillness and silence being smashed and broken so completely and suddenly shocked me for a moment, but my body took that moment to immediately slam the door shut again and flee the building. I didn't look back. I didn't stop until I got to the street corner. I'd been checking over my shoulder the entire time and knew nothing was pursuing me, but I felt slightly safer off the property. Looking around, I saw that several cars belonging to aunts and uncles who lived at my grandparents' house were parked in front of another aunt's home down the street. I headed over and checked in with them, and it turns out the entire house had for once been empty everyone had taken the opportunity of some time off during the holidays to head out and hang out elsewhere. Speaking to my youngest aunt, I found out that this wasn't their first run-in with the heavy boot-stomping noise. My family had been theorising for a while that this gentleman, along with the spirit of a young boy, had been haunting the home for quite some time and had made themselves known to the family many times in the past. They were likely prior residents of the home, from when it had been carved up and used as a flop house in the preceding century. Still, ever afterwards, until my grandparents sold the house in 2005, I made it my business to stay downstairs at night. I hope that you enjoyed this, and I really hope you can use it on your show. And if you do, please credit Spooky. And my Twitter handle is at your buddy Spooky.
0: Thanks, Spooky.
1: I'm horrified. Imagine you're just about to open the door and this fucking stomping comes running at you. Yeah, I experience that
0: quite a lot when I come back from work from BIMS. She doesn't really stomp. Well, she does stomp a bit. She does stomp a little bit. She's and a bit of a stomper. Yelling for food. Um, Yeah, no, scary, scary thoughts. How cool, though, that your family owned the Tiffany Mansion at some point. That's cool.
1: That's mental. But, yeah. I can't even imagine how, like, what that would be like on the inside. Well, I know he described it really well, and thank you. But I can't imagine what. No. And then it to be split up into apartments. That's just mad.
0: And then coming in and nobody, thinking everybody was there because the lights were on and there's nobody in this massive house. That must have been really freaking. And there was actually a legitimate reason for there not being anybody there.
1: Now that is, <laughs> But that is just mad, isn't it? You
0: made, already made that presumption that because the TV's like, you just everything's on, you just think, oh, yeah, there's people in there. And then you get in there and there's nobody there.
1: I wonder was there a point in this before the stomping where he was like, huh? I'm getting a little bit freaked out now, following this pitter patter. Oh, yeah, That's the, pitter-patter, the worst bit. Yeah, I don't like I that. No. Those little footsteps running around. These rats. I wasn't thinking rats. I was thinking like small
0: children. Also oh, rats. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. I just did. You were um,
1: on it with saying inappropriate things these last few episodes. I, I'm loving it. You said that strippers were the same as flashers.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't. That was I just said yes, the wrong you did. word. Yes, That's you not did. what I said. I just you did. I said the wrong word. This time I actually meant the kids were rats, or something, but that's not fair.
1: So our three yes. stories today. What did you think?
0: Uh, freaky. Don't like them. You're not meant to. I know, but that's the trope at this stage. You're not meant to. <laughs> that's why I'm looking forward to that UFO, uh, UFO, UFO story, UFO story coming through, because then I'll enjoy it and you won't.
1: And I will be terrified. Yep. I'll probably get like too terrified and burst into tears, and then it won't be funny anymore. <laughs> and it'll be like, oh god, she's
0: actually crying. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to.
1: And we will bring you three more, or two more, or four more—who knows—spooky stories from our listeners next week. Bye. Now. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.